Blog Talk Radio. With God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer, all praise is due to Allah, Lord of all the systems of knowledge. The prayers and the peace be upon the Prophet Muhammad, his companions, the righteous servants, all of them. Amin. We greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you all. <clears throat> uh, once again, we welcome you to our program. This is your host, John Nasheed. Uh, this is John Nasheed show, uh, New Mind Development Project, a focus on issues, issues that concern each and every one of us. Uh, on this blog talk radio, we come on every Thursday at 4 p.m. for one half hour, 4 to 4.30, and we're broadcasting from the beautiful city of New Rochelle, New York, uh, on the sound, on Long Island Sound, and uh, we thank you for being with us. We look forward to being with you every week, and uh, our programs are archived, so you can go back and check them out, also on iTunes. Uh, you can go there, and all of our, pro- our, our programs are neatly listed for your convenience. Uh, you can visit my website. is nm-dp.com. That's New Mind Development Project. You can just punch that in also and uh, try to keep up or keep up with what you're doing and what we're talking about, and uh, may God bless us all. <clears throat> You know, sometimes we have to uh, take a take a step back and you know deal with some of the problems that we have. You know, the theme that we'll be talking on today is the Holy Quran, uh, God's Word. The Quran is the actual Word of God revealed to Prophet Muhammad through the angel Jibril. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes we have to go back and deal with some of the, you know, kind of personal problems that we have so the message could be a little more clearer in our minds. We are attacked many times by forces that's really out of our control, but we have to make information, uh, bring information to people, hopefully, that they can understand what's going on. And these are the obstacles that we have to deal with while we're bringing us the message from God in the Holy Quran. The Holy Quran, the life of Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And uh, Al-Islam, the religion of Al-Islam and all that it entails. These are the kinds of things that we're going to be talking about in our future programs and also the commentary, you know, of uh, our leader, Imam Warthi Muhammad. And uh, there's a website, I don't have it right before me, but next week I'll mention it where there's some of his uh, lectures, uh, audio, and also, I believe, maybe video, I'm not sure, and also some of his writings, and uh, we get a pretty good idea of what Imam Bwanti Muhammad is talking, making God's word for the time and day that we're living in, making it very, very clear, very clear for us for this Understanding, we're not going back to try to live in the time of Prophet Muhammad. We're bringing the message up to date, 
so we can benefit from that message in our society, not only us as Muslims, but also um, bring some clarity to other folks who are not Muslim. And uh, we're not going backwards. We're going straight ahead. Uh, praise be to God. And we thank Allah for blessing us with our dear Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and also our leader, Imam Warrenty Muhammad, who have been successful in making this religion very, very clear. Now it's up to us to study it. And not only just study the words of Imam Warrenty Muhammad, or his language, as we like to call it, but also study the Quran, the Quran, the actual meaning of the Quran, the Arabic, what it means in Arabic, the Arabic language. And I mean, we have to really, really get busy. We fall, fall behind in that department. I'm talking about as African-American Muslims here in these United States of America. And uh, we have a, the concepts of what these words mean, understanding as far as concept is concerned, but we really have to get deep, deeper into our studies and start really taking it apart. We have enough books out here on the market that have been provided by our scholarly-minded people, dictionaries and things of that nature, that we can start looking into it a little more and building up our vocabulary so we can articulate the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much, much better. And it's not just that we want to bring this to, you know, us as Muslims. We we want to teach it to our Christian brothers and our Jewish brothers and Buddhists and Hindus or whoever, people who just have a desire to know. And to teach it, we have to teach it in the best way. You know, the Holy Quran is the book of the Muslim, the holy book, the word of God, as I mentioned earlier, that was revealed to Prophet Muhammad through the angel Jibreel. And uh, hopefully at some point in time, I think we talked about it some time ago in some programs, we were talking about the Prophet Muhammad. Actually, it was a history and maybe maybe four or five different uh, sessions. And we were talking about how it, the Quran was revealed to Prophet Muhammad in the cave, cave of Hijra. Later became uh, Jabu Noor, the cave of the light, where Prophet Muhammad was uh, reflecting, you know, about the conditions of his city, the city of Mecca. And he would leave the city and he would go and he would reflect. And he knew that there was a higher power. He didn't know Allah as we know Allah now, but. He knew that there was a power greater than idols, the idols of his time that the people worshipped. And he would take himself away and he would pray. And this particular night in the month of Ramadan, uh, Allah, or God, <clears throat> sent his angel, his messenger, to the Prophet Muhammad in the cave and revealed this message on his heart. Because that first of all, the angel said to him, Read Ikra first chapter of the Holy Quran, which was revealed at that time, 96. It was later uh, ordered in, or structured in the Holy Quran, Surah 96, or chapter 96. They said, read. And he said, I can't read. And he 
said, read again. He squeezed them and so forth. Many of us know the story. But Allah is showing us in that picture that he wasn't interested in Prophet Muhammad being able to read. What he was interested in was his pure heart. He had a pure heart. So God put the message on his heart. And keep this in mind that the first leadership of mankind, male and female, is the heart. starts in the heart. We started with the heart, the sensitivity. And then out of that, it grew. The sensitivity of the heart began to instruct your intelligence, your mind. And then the mind became the leader and the protector of the heart. Just like in a situation as a husband and a wife, the baby comes out of the womb of his mother first. The mother is the first teacher of male and female children. And what does she prepare them for? She prepares, especially that male child, for leadership. Because eventually the the man is going to take over the leadership. And when we look at society today, I think Allah, or God in his wisdom, He's saying that man is not doing a very good job in his leadership role. And God is giving more and more and more responsibility to women. And look like we're going back into the womb. So the woman can teach us in her sensitive nature, you know, her concern for humanity and things of that nature, and prepare us again for leadership, prepare the man all over again for leadership. And uh, God knows best. Uh, so the prophet, when he received the message, he came back and he taught the message that God gave him in the Quran, Al-Baqarah. <clears throat> and this surah, Al-Baqarah, was, uh, no, it wasn't, a, excuse me, it wasn't Al-Baqarah, it was Ikra, surah Ikra, read, read in the name of thy Lord who created. Allah was teaching the prophet Muhammad that although he couldn't read the word or although he didn't know scriptural uh, messages, read the world or read the nature that's all around you. There's a message in the nature or in the, the creation, in the nature of God's creation. There's a serious message in it because too, t- too many times we look at God's creation and we look at the surface of it, but we don't look at the depth of it. The message is in the depth of it. You know, we get into the place of saying, he said, we have to stop and smell the rose. And that's one of our senses. But we use all of our senses, our four senses, uh, five senses, excuse me, to, to gain knowledge for our intelligence. Our senses go out and it brings information back. And we don't look at the surface of things. Imam Morty Muhammad taught us that we should dig deep into the message for understanding that's hidden from the common people. But for the searcher, it becomes very clear what God wants us to understand. You'll never be able to build a world that God desires for mankind if we don't know the nature of his creation. So he said, read in the name of our Lord who created. But the first chapter of the Holy Quran, the way it's structured, the way that Prophet Muhammad directed his companions to order 
the Quran is Al-Fatiha, Al-Fatiha. And Al-Fatiha is the opening. It means the opening. Not like uh, Genesis of the Bible, which is the opening of the Bible in that respect. But Al-Fatiha is the opening of the understanding of the Quran. And there's seven off-repeated verses that are given to us here. You know, Al-Fatiha is to open, to explain, uh, to grant, uh, to let out, to give victory, to conquer, to judge. All of these uh, words, you know, help to explain that Fatiha, Fatiha, to open it up, to open it up to clear understanding. So if we study these seven off-repeated verses, it's like the mother is called the mother of the book, the opening, the mother of a, the book. The mother, as we mentioned earlier, mother, every child comes out of the womb of a mother. It's all so-called the essence of the book. You know, a mother is Umi, and Prophet Muhammad was called the Umi prophet, meaning the mothering, naturing prophet. He took God's word and he nurtured a society and grew society to the point where God wanted them to be. You see, nurturing, to feed and to educate. That's what a mother does. And uh, this book, the Holy Quran, is a nurturing book. It's a, it's a book that feeds the, the, the total person, the total human being, educates the total human being. For what purpose? To live on this earth and to qualify themselves for the afterlife. Remember that God said that the earth is a trial for mankind. He said, get you down all, the earth will be your home and your place of trial for a time. So we have to be educated because remember when he said get you down, he wasn't just talking about uh, Adam and his mate. He was also sent Satan along. So if Satan came along, then quite naturally we have to be nurtured, we have to be fed, we have to be educated. So Satan doesn't dominate us, but we dominate Satan. I'm talking about Satan within our own selves. You know, but God also allowed Satan to live on this earth until the day of judgment. He asked him to give respite. He gave him respite to the day of judgment. So if God didn't send out of his mercy a message and send it to a prophet to help us and aid us and nurture our life over a period of time in this trial that we live on earth, most certainly Satan will be victorious. So this is the mercy of God. His word is a mercy, a mercy. The prophet Muhammad is a mercy to mankind. We thank Allah for blessing us with our dear prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Prayers and peace be upon him. Also, al-Fatiha is the essence Essence, a concentrated extract of a substance that pertains, that retains its fundamental properties. And, uh, you know, essence, you know, many Muslims, you see them, especially in Harlem, 
and big cities, they sell oils, essence. They call it essence. And these essence are flowers or something sweet that have been concentrated and put into a jar. And when you open the jar, you only need a small amount. And it's really, really powerful. And this is what the Quran is. It's the essence, the al-Fatiha. It's the essence. It's very small. It's concentrated. It's broken down. But it has the power for us to understand or open up the understanding of the whole of the Quran. And this is why it's called the oft-repeated verses. And if we don't uh, read uh, Al-Fatiha in our prayer, then our prayer is not accepted. We must read in every prayer Surah Al-Fatiha. And we must learn it. We must take time to learn it. And uh, if we do, God is going to bless us. With God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer. So this whole study of Quran, and uh, we're just really becoming familiar with Quran uh, here of late. Imam Wadi Muhammad, he, he was uh, uh, Arabic. He, he speaks Arabic. He understands Arabic. He understands the words. He understands how to break them down and give clarity. And uh, we have quite a few members in our community that uh, they come along very, very well. Uh, hopefully they'll begin to write more books, basic books of uh, help us to understand how the Arabic language, how to read it, the vocabulary and things of that nature. But looks look like we're very healthy as a community throughout America, African-Americans, as far as bringing that to an understanding. And, uh, you know, it's real strange how things happen. I was in a class, Arabic class, um, I sat under Imam Warthi Muhammad once where he gave a, wasn't really a class, he was just giving explanations and words and things. He said, I know you don't understand what I'm talking about, but just hold on to it, and at some point in time, it will come back to you. And I think I was maybe in two or three other classes, and uh, very difficult to try to get a handle on it. And as I mentioned often on this program, I'm a chaplain at a prison and one of the inmates there, he's been in prison for a number of years, and uh, he learned Arabic, grammar, etc. And uh, in just a few short weeks, uh, I was reading the Quran. Uh, he, he calls it reading, but, you know, I was stumbling along. He said, well, you're reading. All you have to do is, you know, just refine it, just Keep at it. You know the letters, uh, you know the sounds, you know the vowel sounds, etc. Just stay with it, and eventually you'll get it. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have some very good dictionaries that will take you right to the word. It's a dictionary on the Quran. Every word in the Quran is in this dictionary. It gives you its root. It gives you its, its root. It gives you its meaning, and uh, it's just a lot of information. But you have to be very patient. If we're patient, then God is going to bless us to understand it. And the word that God, every word that God gives us is a powerful, weighty word, heavy, heavy, weighty word. And it has a literal meaning. It gives us metaphorical pictures, 
but it also gives us a deep-rooted message for those whom God blessed with that type of understanding. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, we thank Allah for blessing us with our dear Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And we also thank Allah for blessing us with Imam Warthi Muhammad. And I, I can't speak for others, but I truly believe that Allah blessed him with an understanding of the Quran for the time that we're living in right now, in this day and time that we're living in. Uh, clear to clarify, because remember that the Quran is, came to make things clear. And not only does Imam Muhammad Muhammad have an understanding of the Quran, he also has a deep understanding of Christianity and Judaism and other uh, religions and ways of life. And uh, and God blessed him to understand these things because it's the Quran that will make the Bible, the Injil and the Torah, make that clear to the minds of the people. And we know that there's a lot of confusion and uh, quite naturally Allah knows best. And I'd like to say this too, that the Quran is a book in its Arab form, Arabic, and the Arabic form that was revealed to Prophet Muhammad is the same Arabic that was revealed to Prophet Muhammad over 1,400 years ago. It was preserved. Matter of fact, Allah, God said that he will preserve the Quran. And we have many uh, men and women who are hafiz, who uh, learn the Quran by heart. And they can recite it back very, very clear. There are many different translations of the Quran in English or German or African or whatever the language may be. But there's only one Quran in the Arabic. So anywhere you go in the world and there's Arabic writing in that book, and it's called the Quran, it's the same Quran that was revealed to our Prophet Muhammad uh, over 1,400 years ago. And uh, quite naturally, God knows better. Al-Fatiha, in the first verse of Al-Fatiha, time sure goes by fast when you're having fun. But we just keep moving and we're going to take our time. And each week we're going to speak about something about the Quran, uh, about Allah, about Prophet Muhammad, uh, about Al-Islam, the religion of Al-Islam, and also the commentary of uh, Imam Warathi Muhammad. And uh, we pray that God blesses us with understanding. Al-Fatiha, the first chapter, with God's name, with the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. And, uh, you know, Imam, uh, he, he changed the language. He changed not the language, but he changed the wording to make it more fitting for the time that we're living in. You know, I was looking at uh, the Quran today, the, the dictionary today, I was looking at it and you know, some people say in the name of God. Imam Wati Muhammad taught us to say with the name of God. And we caught a little bit of flack from that. But when I was looking in the dictionary, it's both of those are acceptable. 
But he said, Bismillah, with the name of Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, with the name of God or in the name of God. It's the same same thing, or with respect to God, with respect to God, right? As it, it could have other meanings, and uh, uh, we have to. This is why I say we have to study to understand that. And you know, one person is just not the teacher for all. Certain language, when it's spoken, it doesn't turn people on. We come up in a Christian way of life, and Christianity influence our life and uh many times when you say in the name of in the name of Allah, you know, many Christians say in the name of Jesus. And one of the things that we don't accept is we don't accept Jesus or Christ Jesus as God. We accept Christ Jesus as a prophet. So it has that same kind of ring in the name of God, in the name of Allah, in the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes we not thinking, so we get caught up in that. So he said, with the name of with the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. And uh, you know, we accepted that. And many, many writings that you may see in books and articles and things like that, you can pretty much tell the followers of Imam Muadi Muhammad by the language that they use. And uh, God has blessed us over time, and uh, now we are busying ourselves trying to learn and better understand the Quran and the Arabic, and God has blessed us. And all other ayats, the salutation is not in the ayat. Uh, it introduced the ayat. So in other words, this is saying, with God's name, uh, uh, with 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 the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. And then, as we mentioned, this is in the ayat. This is number one, the number one uh, verse. But in all other uh, ch- chapters of the Quran, it starts out introducing, it says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And then number one verse starts. So there's a difference here. And uh, God knows why he does things. And we study to try to understand what, why God is giving us uh, this uh, kind of arrangement. And uh, God knows best. So the more we study, quite naturally, the more we learn. <clears throat> and no man stands before us and know everything. It just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work like that. So our leading man, Lord Muhammad, is expressing with God's name the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer. Other places you see most gracious, most merciful. He said with with the with the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful, or in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. You read that in many Qurans. But for the followers of Imam Wadi Muhammad, we say with Allah's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer. And uh, this is uh, from our leader, Imam Warathi Muhammad. And uh, we thank him for that. Imam Warathi Muhammad was with us for 
for since 1975 to 2008. He's God called him back, and all of the information, uh, lectures and tapes and things of that nature that he has left, you know, it's just a a wealth of information for, for advancement. And keep in mind that when he came to us as African American people, we were in a mentally dead state of mind for as God's way of life for mankind, what he desired for us. What he desired for us as mankind, mentally dead state, and many of us are still in that state. And we have a responsibility not only here in America, but we as African-American people, and I know many don't agree with me, but we as African-American people have a responsibility to bring clarity in religion to the world. And God, quite naturally, is the best knower. So we're going to continue. We're going to continue uh, this talk next week, and he'll be talking on the Holy Quran, the Word of God, and Al Islam, and Prophet Muhammad, and the commentary of Imam Wadi Muhammad. And uh, we'll be continuously talking on that and trying to bring you information and insight into what God wants for us to understand. So I thank you for being with us this evening. May God bless you and your family. Peace.